This is a podcast of the Church of Indian Lake. If you would turn your Bible to the book of Acts, we're going to start in Acts chapter 1. And I just feel like, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like we are in desperate need of something more from God. Like I feel like maybe we're kind of at this place where uh, it's not just enough to know Christ. And we've been told over several weeks, and it's been phenomenal, that we need to transition that knowledge about Christ into share uh, sharing it with the people around us, that we can't just know God, but we've got to share him with other people. And last week we talked about having compassion when we see a need, but not allowing that compassion just to be, you know, compassion, but to turn that into something greater, turn that into action. And I believe that you and I, as hard as we can try to be good and to live right and to obey the word and to be those good Christians that I know each and every one of you are, uh, we are unable to do it in our own power. But there's a greater power. There's a greater power that can lie within you and I that can give us the strength to do great things for the Lord. And that's what my hope is today, that God will fill us, refill us, challenge us, re-challenge us to do incredible things for Him. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, But you, it's all of us, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And ye will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your power that lies within us. And God, my prayer today is that you would, you would challenge us, that you would refill our lives, that you would re-energize us and give us your power to change our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of my favorite TV shows growing up uh, was He-Man. I don't know if we have any He-Man fans in the room. Like a middle school dance, this is going to go better if you participate. We have any He-Man fans in the room? Okay, couple, good. We're all on the same page. For those of you that have absolutely no clue what He-Man is, uh, it's this like awkwardly good-looking gentleman who's got really long blonde hair and muscles, and he has this cat that follows him around that's uh, you know mild-mannered and meek and uh, you know scared of everything. And uh, when faced with evil, He-Man uh, just pulls out the sword that happens to be on his back, and he faces it towards the sky, and he calls upon the power of... Okay, a handful of people know, but you weren't sure. Grayskull calls on the power of Grayskull. And all of a sudden, this mild little cat uh, raises up to be like this battle cat. And like, I think it gets fangs and it just starts, you know, destroying evil. And they become this superpower. And I don't know, somewhere along the lines, He-Man is in, ends up in less clothing. And I don't know why, but they become this superpower. You can, you can YouTube it, uh, the cartoon. It's appropriate. You can check it out later. But it's an incredible uh, example. And it intrigued me as a, as a kid. Uh, and even now as a, a not a kid, it intrigues me that someone cannot have power and call upon power to do something they're not capable of doing without that power and step up. Like, I don't know. Does that encourage you a little bit? Like, I know we're not going to call on the power of gray school today, so relax. Uh, though I do believe there's probably a religion somewhere that uh, they just sort of align with the gray school power. But you and I, we have something even greater. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. And for some of us, everybody's, yeah, amen. And some of us, some of us, we understand that. And we're like, yes, that's great. But uh, some of us, we don't. See, I'm, I'm a father. I'm also a son. And I have a son. 
And I can understand when we talk about God being in three persons, there's the Father and the Son. But the other aspect of that is the Holy Spirit, and sometimes we call him the Holy Ghost. And, and for a lot of people, the Holy Spirit sort of sounds like this ambiguous smoke monster from Lost that sort of hovers around. And you're not really sure if it's going to kill you or hug you, and it just sort of moves around. And a lot of us, we, we are not sure what the Holy Spirit really is. And because of confusion or maybe previous abuse or, or whatever, we've, we've sort of blocked that part out. Even though it's mentioned over 800 times in the Bible that you hold in your lap, the Holy Spirit comes to give us power. Now, um, we had some bricks at my house that were kind of lining up, like edging something. And we decided we just wanted to, to take them up and let the grass grow. And we weren't sure what to do with the brick. And I came up with this brilliant idea to... Um, to do a fire pit, right? Because there's nothing more masculine than a brick fire pit in your backyard. So um, I thought, you know, we're just going to carry all of these bricks over to here. And so I started doing the work, and I had, like, you know, two or three or ten or twenty bricks, and I was carrying them and, uh, it, you know, stacking up like this. And my son was watching me, and he was, uh, he was intrigued, and so he thought he'd jump in and help, which is great, except that he's four. So uh, he tried to carry, like, a brick or two, and he kept, you know, kept dropping them and kept fumbling them and kept, you know, he couldn't do it. And so... I went back and I came alongside him. And together, he and I were able to pack the bricks. And to me, like, that's a perfect word picture of how the Holy Spirit wants to work or operate in our lives. There are things that God is going to call you and I to do. And hopefully he's already been stirring your heart to do those things. That in your own power, and in my power, we're not able to do. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, if we'll allow him to... He will give us the strength to do those things. I don't know. Do you get cold chills on that one? Because I kind of do. I just think that's encouraging. That there are things that we've been called to do by Christ that you can't do on your own. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And we miss out so many times because we're not real sure sometimes about the Holy Spirit. And we get caught up in some of the, some of the stuff in Acts that we don't understand, like, you know, fire. And I don't know, wouldn't it be cool if every time we got in the presence of God, like our heads caught on fire? But the reality is that doesn't happen. But we get caught up in some of those things. And, and we start looking at Acts as, as a prescription instead of a description. And, and we sort of get lost in that. But God comes, like Jesus Christ came to be with us, right? But then he left. Everybody knows Christ left, right? Jesus left, and he didn't say, hey, I'm going to take off and leave, and you guys are just going to be stuck. He didn't say, I'm going to take off, and you're going to have to fend for yourself, work it out, you'll be okay. He left, and he said, I'm going to go so that I can send someone else. So check this out. In John 14, 16, it says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. I just want to pause there and point out that I did not change the C in counselor for your media. It should be capital in your Bible as well. I think it's interesting that it's capital, as if it maybe you're a name. If you've got a Bible you, uh, you can, and a pen, you can just circle it or underline it. Or if you've got a crayon, my wife always ends up with crayons in her purse. Just mark that, because I think it's interesting to note that the counselor is capital C. It says this, uh, I left, came, I'm going to send you the counselor to be with you. Where? How often? Forever. It's the spirit of truth. Now look at this. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now, a lot of times we do look at the Holy Spirit as an it. Again, like this ambiguous thing that we're not real sure and it's an it, but it's a him. It's described twice, maybe three times as him. But you know him for he lives with you 
and in you. With you and in you. The Holy Spirit comes for you and I to give us power, but not just like a rare, like random power that we can like throw cars over or do, you know, lift telephone poles. Like this stuff's not natural. Gives us power to do a couple of things. And if you're taking notes, we're going to share just a few of them. The first is that it gives us power to share Christ boldly. The power to share Christ boldly. As I said before, we've talked about the fact that we've got to have compassion when we see needs. We've got to have, you know, a love for the people around us so great that we do more than just put a Indian Lake decal on the front of our car or the back of our car, but we actually find ourselves motivated and moved to do something about Christ's love. And that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit to share Christ boldly. Our world is in is in a, in a pretty rough spot as it as it uh, turns out. Uh, culturally, we're we're dealing with some huge problems beyond the obvious. Uh, as Beth mentioned before, and uh, as a lot of Facebook and uh, media sites have mentioned, you know, we were supposed to have been raptured up uh, a couple of uh, hours ago, and uh, and it didn't happen again. And and it's really sad to note that you know the gentleman who who said that Jesus was coming back yesterday. Uh, he, he's, this is not the first time, as a lot of you probably know, he wrote uh, a book called 88 Reasons Why Jesus Was Coming Back in 88. Uh, made millions of dollars. And uh, then when Jesus didn't come back, he wrote another book uh, saying, hey, look, I, for, you know, I, got, I messed up. It didn't really happen. Made more money. So just stop buying the guy's books, if you would. Spread the word to your friends. Uh, and so he comes back again. He said, Jesus is coming back. Listen, the, the fact that Christ is coming back, you and I understand to be true. But by and large, our world is starting to see that idea as a joke. And I've even made it into a joke myself. And so did Beth. Shame on you, Beth. I'm joking. It's become a joke. The fact that Christ is coming back. And it's a shame that there are millions of dollars poured into this campaign. And they've got like these cool buses that are wrapped with all this stuff and and all these flyers. Millions of dollars have caught the attention of the nation through media. And yet you and I, preaching the gospel of truth, aren't able to find resources sometimes. It's a shame. But the problem is that our culture has become grossly desensitized to the idea that Christ is coming back. So today, more than ever in history, in my mind, we need the power of the Holy Spirit To help us navigate our culture. Now we can no longer just say, hey, Jesus is coming back so you better change your life quickly. Because that doesn't have the same effect as it did ten years ago. But we have to find the Holy Spirit leading us to develop relationships and conversations. And allow that to start happening uh, organically or purpose or however that works. But not just be forced. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. So uh, this weekend, my, my son, he started T-ball. And that's like a whole culture. It's like a subculture of uh, half crazy people, I think. I haven't made my mind up yet. But uh, it's, it's insane. He starts, he's practicing. And I meet this guy. And, uh, and this isn't like a, I'm, I'm going to give you a superpower pastor story because um, I, I, this isn't me at all by any means. But we start a conversation up and uh, I just uh, started talking to him. We start talking about work and, and so on. And, and he, he found out, you know, through the conversation that I'm a pastor here. We just start talking about, you know, the end times because we, we figured that we were probably all going to go to heaven in a few hours after that anyway. So it felt safe. And so uh, we're talking and, uh, and, and it just starts happening. And like out of nowhere, I sort of just shook my head, you know, two or three times, like, what's going on here? 
Because I didn't initiate this. I wasn't, you know, like, hey, look at this Bible that I've got. I want to tell you about Christ. It just started happening organically. And I feel like that if you and I will find ourselves leaning upon the power of the Holy Spirit in our everyday life, and not just like calling upon it every now and then when we're in trouble, but if we'll find ourselves walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll find that these sort of things happen more often than we ever thought they would, that all of a sudden we're being led to do something that we might not necessarily do on our own. If given free time, it's generally going to involve, like for me, a, couple of co- a cup of coffee and you know maybe like a television remote. And I'm not going to just go out and start trying to share my faith when you let your flesh dictate what you do. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, He begins to prompt you so you see a need. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you begin to meet that need. Now more than ever, it is vital that you and I find ourselves leaning upon the Holy Spirit and not be selfish by nature and just let him lead us. The other thing that the Holy Spirit does for you and I is that He gives us power when we are weak. He brings power to you and I when we are weak. The word counselor is noted in, uh, in John 14 can be broke down into two different words, comfort and counsel. Comfort and counsel. I don't know if you've ever been in a place in your life where you've been in need of some serious comfort. I don't, I don't mean like when you found out that Macho Man Randy Savage died and uh, you cried a little. I mean like deep, serious, someone close to me has died. I'm in financial destitute. I'm having serious trouble. That human words and human actions cannot bring peace. And you need comfort. The Holy Spirit, as our counselor, can bring that comfort to you. The Holy Spirit is also our counsel. I don't know if you in high school had like a guidance counselor who helped you sort of make right choices and pick right classes and make the right steps. I find myself uh, scary enough in that role sometimes with our young people, just trying to help them navigate. But you know, the greatest counselor that we could ever ask for is the Holy Spirit. And maybe you found yourself in a place at some point where you're at a fork in the road and you're making major life decisions and you have no idea which direction to go. And you just don't feel peace and you're conflicted. Maybe you're losing sleep and you're not sure which direction to go. As you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life, He begins to guide you and direct you. As He gives you comfort when you make the right choices and He helps you. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to override your natural tendencies to spend more money than you should or make poor choices. But as we found our, find ourselves leaning upon the Holy Spirit, He will guide us. And I think that's unique that... He is available for you and I to utilize His power to make right choices. To make right choices. Uh, A lot of us, we get weak uh, physically and spiritually. We just wear down. And some of you probably are are a direct result of that now. You've probably spent way too much time in the sun this weekend and you find yourself sort of drained. Uh, And what happens is, at least from my experience, is that when you find yourself uh, both physically and spiritually drained... You tend to find yourself faced with more temptation than ever. You tend to find yourself giving in to that temptation and allowing sin to take hold into your life. And and maybe it's just me. But I know that when I get worn down, both physically and spiritually, I find that I'm more susceptible to the enemy's attacks. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, He can begin to rejuvenate us and refresh us and refill us if we'll allow Him. 
I don't know if you went to the Taylor Swift show the other night, but worship this morning had to have been better. I don't know if you feel it, but when you fall into or walk into the presence of God, or maybe you fall into the presence, it's whatever. When you get into the presence of God, there's just something refreshing about that. And if you just allow yourself to, and and I would encourage all of you just to get caught up in worship, just to close your eyes and find yourself just, you know, alone in a room full of people and just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, it will rejuvenate you. So when you leave this building, you shouldn't feel drained. You shouldn't be like, ah, man, I logged my time with God, so that should be cool for this week and, and walk out. No, you leave here refreshed and refocused and rejuvenated through the power of the Holy Spirit. And just like your computer, your cell phone, everything needs to be recharged. You and I need to be recharged. We have to spend quality time with the Heavenly Father. And whether that comes through uh, getting in your Bible at home or, or praying, spending time with worship. Uh, there's a number of CDs uh, out there of worship, as it were. Get alone with God in your home, not just once a week. Because that's not usually enough. But spend quality time. With the Lord, and, and you'll feel the Holy Spirit sort of move and, and rejuvenate you. And I don't know, there's just nothing quite like it. The Taylor Swift show was probably good too. But there's nothing quite like spending that time with the Holy Spirit. The third thing that I want you to note is that when we, when we have the power of the Holy Spirit upon us, it gives us power to experience the fullness of God. We receive the power to experience the fullness of of God. Now that's that's quite a few big words put together, and so I apologize for that. But I'm going to break it down just a little bit. I don't know if you're if you're content or not, but I find myself uh, sometimes sliding into contentment with my relationship with Christ. Like we just sort of, you know, I, I feel comfortable. I've asked Christ to come into my heart. I don't make any, you know, major bad decisions. I haven't stolen a car or, you know, done anything wrong, kicked a dog or anything. I, I find myself doing well, uh, you know, the best I can to avoid sin, and and it's just not enough sometimes. Like, I just feel like our relationship with Christ should involve more than just avoiding evil and trying to do good. And I find that I slide into that comfort. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he challenges all of us to move beyond that level where we just want to be comfortable. We just want to get by. If you've asked Christ to come into your heart, then you're, you're taken care of. And if he came back tomorrow or yesterday or, you know, next week, then, you know, you're fine. And, you know, it's kind of that my four and, and no more. It's like, you know, I'm in my, my deal and, and we're cool. But God wants to break us out of that because there's an entire world of people all around us who are in desperate need of the saving power of Jesus Christ. And if anything, the end of the world, uh, the fact that Christ didn't come back yesterday, should inspire us to get busy. Because the reality is that at some point, believe it or not, Jesus Christ is going to come back. And I don't want him to find me sitting on my couch watching television. Like, how sad would that be if he showed up in my house? He's like, what are you doing, Dave? Just watching TV, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with television, but because uh, I, I watch my share of it. But God wants us to be busy. You and I have a purpose here on earth. We've been given a purpose, and it's not to just suck air. It's not to just be consumers of, of products. It's to spread the love of Jesus Christ. And so often, We, including myself, all of us, we get into this just deal where we forget that there's a world that needs Christ. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, he can motivate us and challenge us and strengthen us. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you just sort of felt like you needed to say something to someone. Maybe it was just an encouragement. Maybe you needed to, like, pay for somebody's gas. You just felt this prompting, like, I should have done that when you walked away. To me, and I could be wrong because it's case by case for sure, but to me... 
that ends up being the Holy Spirit moving on you. And so often we miss it because we don't recognize it. And people will ask me, young people specifically, will say, you know, how do you know when it's the Holy Spirit prompting you to do something and not yourself? And I always say this, did you want to do it? Did you do it? That was probably the Holy Spirit. Because you and I, as, as much as you're going to hate me for saying it, we're selfish by nature. We just are. Like, there's no way around it. We're selfish by nature. But God wants to break us out of that. And he wants to challenge us to begin to see the needs of the people around us and meet those needs. Because we've been created for a purpose. And every single one of us have a lifespan. We all have a lifespan. Whether you recognize it or not, we all have a lifespan. And God has put us here for this time and a purpose to do his work before our lifespan is up. I don't want God to come back and find me not doing his work. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to. There's a couple of good reasons why uh, a lot of people don't walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Some people, they don't, they don't recognize it. They don't know it. They don't understand it. And hopefully, there's, uh, I've clarified some, but there's quite a few scriptures and quite a bit of information that you could find to help navigate that. But for some of us, we've been resisting the Holy Spirit in our lives. And maybe we didn't even recognize that we have been. But we resist sometimes those promptings because we're selfish by nature or because we're busy or because we want to, uh, you know, we want to just continue to do what we, we always do. I'm, I'm very routine oriented, so I find myself getting caught up in my routine. And sometimes we resist the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But I don't know, I just feel like God wants you and I to recognize the fact that there's a power greater than ourselves that's at your disposal. It's at your disposal. And he's given us, he's entrusted us with his power. But we've got to utilize it. We've got to tap into it. It's up to us to take advantage of it. And I just believe that he's ready and he's waiting for you and I to get about his work. And it's not for a lack of uh, training or experience because through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to do greater if you would bow your head and close your eyes with me. If you would just bow your head and close your eyes across the room. Maybe you're here this morning. And maybe a lot of this is foreign. You don't even understand. Maybe you've never even asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart. And you're at a place where you're saying, you know what, David, my life is empty. It's missing something. And up until now, I've just not been able to put my finger on it. But today, I, I feel like maybe what I'm missing is the saving power of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, you say, I've never asked Jesus to come into my heart, and I'd like to take care of that right here and right now. With everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, I'd ask if you would just put your hand up, and you can put it right back down. Just put your hand up. Anybody say, I need Christ in my life right now. Thank you. You can put your hand back down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't, don't wait. Jesus could come back tomorrow. I can't promise you anything. But even if he doesn't, he's here for you and available now. And there's nothing greater than walking and going through life with him. Anybody else? Maybe you're here this morning and you're finding yourself in desperate need of someone to comfort you. 
Maybe you've tried a couple of different things. Maybe you've done a couple of different things. Nothing's worked out. You're finding yourself. Maybe it's, maybe it's depression. Maybe it's just a, a, a sorrow, a deep sorrow. And you've tried stuff and you can't find comfort. I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit is here to bring you comfort if you'll allow him to. Maybe you're here and you're, you're facing some serious life decisions. You're looking at some life-altering decisions that you've got to make. Maybe it's with a job that you're changing or some family situations, a financial situation that you're, you're having to make some hard decisions. If you're in need of a counselor this morning, the Holy Spirit is available for you. Maybe you just feel a run down. You're just feeling a little weak. The Holy Spirit's available to bring you strength today. And maybe you've justified it. Maybe you think you have mono or you have some kind of a disease and you just can't, you're justifying it out. But the power of the Holy Spirit, if you allow Him to, will come and give you strength today. I don't know what you need from God when you walked into this space. But I promise you that he is available to meet your needs. And the problems you walked into this room with, you do not have to walk out with. That my God is bigger than whatever you drug in here. But the ball is in your court. The decision is yours to be made. Will you allow God to move in your life this morning or will you resist him because I can promise you every single person oldest to youngest male to female I can promise you that you cannot do this life long term on your own that at some point you've got to give in to the power of Jesus Christ that you can never be good enough that you can never resist temptation enough that you can never dig yourself out of enough holes that you need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you operate your daily life. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Church of Indian Lake.